0: If you've been listening to my podcast or following my journey and all the things, you know how passionate I am about sharing my message and helping other people share their story and their message loud and proud. And I'm super excited for this episode because I have the one and only Celine DaCosta here with me, who is the story queen. And she is just amazing with helping people share their story in a way that is the most impactful Way possible. Celine is a story architect for high profile entrepreneurs. She helps her clients become confident and fully expressed leaders with irresistible stories, influential brands, international media coverage, and thousands of raving fans. Nothing is more powerful and potent than sharing your story and really being able to connect with your audience in that way. Not only will it help you make a bigger impact in the lives of those that you are desiring to serve, but it will also quantum leap your business, your visibility, and your relatability. So in addition to helping people share their stories, Celine also has over a thousand hours of practitioner training in a variety of techniques, including neuro-linguistic programming, breath work, hypnotherapy, emotional intelligence, and life coaching. And she uses her magical tools in her tool belt to create customized breakthroughs for her clients. Her work has been featured in top-tier international publications like Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Business Insider, and she also delivered a TEDx talk on the power of human connection. So Celine, what's really cool about Celine and the work that she does is that not only does she help people share their story, but... She helps them break through the mindset blocks and the resistance that's in the way from them being their fully expressed self. And that's what's so powerful and potent because you know it really like when it comes to sharing your message, getting your gifts out into the world, making a lot of money and impact doing what you love it really all comes down to mindset. Your mindset is everything and the beliefs that you have around what is possible are truly everything. And so in order for you to really get your message out there in a bigger, more powerful way, you've got to not only believe that it's possible, but also become the version of you who is doing it. So without further ado, let's welcome Celine onto the show so she can dive in and share more of her magic. Welcome, Celine. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I can't wait for you to share all of your magic and
1: juicing gold with us. (laughs) There's a lot of magic to be shared, and I'm happy to share it. (laughs) Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. I love that your passion is like really helping people bring out their stories and share their stories with the world. It's something that I am super passionate about as well. And I think that we all, I know that we all have a story and a message that is meant to be shared with the world in a really, really massive way. And I would love to open it up Just with a little bit of like, how, I don't know what you did before this, but when did you decide I want to help people like really share their stories? Mm, And how did, like, how did the whole,
1: I want to help people share their stories? Like, where did, how did that come about? Yeah. Well, it came from personally witnessing the power of sharing mine. You know, and, and I think when it comes to, to, for us, part of our finding our purpose and finding our life path is we need to embody it and we need to actually experience the very thing that, that we get inspired to teach, right? And I think that, that's really when we're looking at a lot of people doing, who are doing what they want to be doing, it's, it's coming from this place of, I'm, I really, truly understand the magic and the power that comes from going under this transformation. And so for me, um, you know, the, this passion that I have of helping people tell their story came from this place of me um, growing up with a very disempowered story that made me miserable and kept me down and experiencing what it was like to rewrite mine. And just to give a little bit of, uh, you know, context to that, I, um, I grew up, I'm originally from Italy, but uh, I grew up in the U.S. And part of what, you know, if I look at my childhood and what really shaped the forces that shaped my childhood, it, one of them was growing up as an immigrant in the United States and feeling since I was a young child that I had to be a certain way and I had to fit a certain mold in order for me to succeed, which was, to me, it looked like, okay, you need to learn English. You need to work really, really hard and get into a, a best college. And then you got to get into corporate so that you can, you know, make your own money um, and you can be somebody in the world so you can prove yourself mm-hmm. in the world. And so having this force shape me, it shaped me a lot of my decisions growing up. It shaped a lot of my story of who I was and who I had to be. And so, um, and, and all of that. Marinated with the things that we have, like childhood traumas and the things that mm-hmm. happened to us as we're children. For me personally, it was, um, you know, growing up in, in a household where our step my stepfather walked out on me when I was 14 years old. Growing up without my biological father. Growing up with a, you know, uh, a mother who had a lot of emotional instability issues, and so you have that. And then you add it, it's the formula that we, we all grew up with our own version of this. You know, we mm-hmm. have our childhood traumas, plus the ways that we've been conditioned at home of how we should behave and how we should act, plus the ways that the environment around us, our culture, society is telling us we need to do equals the person you think you need to be and the alter ego that you need to be creating in order to get love in the world you know? Mm. So you do that. and, And that's what I did. Um, I did that for, you know, a dozen plus years. Um, and I did end up checking off all the boxes. I was a good little girl. I was a good student. I got into one of the best universities in the U.S. I got into, started working one of the best agencies, um, in New York city doing advertising. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm here. I made it. I did all the things I was supposed to do. That was the story that I was subscribed to and only to realize that, wow, I'm here in New York city. I'm working twelve hours a day, waking up at six a.m. in the morning, and basically, you know, the same routine: go to the gym, go to work, come home, go on a date, or, or you know, get a drink, go to sleep, do it again. I'm miserable, and I'm really unhappy with my life, and I and I feel like I'm meant for more. I feel like there's more to life than this, mm-hmm. um, but just being stuck in it because it would what I was quote unquote supposed to do, until the the moment where you know, thankfully the universe intervened and so much shit went wrong in my life stuff that I realized I can't live like this anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I have to, if if I keep going this way, I will, my, I would die inside and I have to change my life. And I'm happy to, you know, I'm giving you the overview and then we can unpack any, yeah. any piece of this um, deeper. Um, and that's when I realized that truly, if I want to live a life where i'm happy i'm fulfilled i'm doing what i want to do i have to make a change i it cannot be i can't keep thing nothing's going to change unless i change Mm -hmm. unless i change my circumstances and um that's when i made a life-altering decision that um that i'm actually writing a book about right now of i decided to quit everything i left everything um behind i I quit my job in new york city put my stuff in storage and I went on this year-round trip where I challenged myself to circumnavigate the globe by um, couchsurfing using human connection. What? Yeah. So I spent a year. Um, the, the rules was that, you know, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, are you familiar with like the theory that every single person, there's a theory that um, we, we are connected to every single person on the planet by Six Degrees. Mm. And I oh, decided yeah, yeah. to test. Yeah. So I wanted to test that theory and, and see to myself, okay, let me do something so crazy that it's just going to be shake me out of everything I ever knew. And I did a circumnavigation where everyone I could stay was with, with friends, friends of friends, people who I met on the road. So I spent a year uh, basically sleeping in the homes of over a hundred strangers in over 20 countries That's insane. and documenting the whole thing. Yeah. And that's the moment where I closed a chapter of a story that was never my story. It was a story that society had written for me and expected me to subscribe to. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, unsubscribe. But that leaves you with a big blank abyss of what do I do? What do I write? What do I create? Who, who am I now that I'm not you know, following that story now it's like, oh shit, you're out, you're out on your own, and which is really, really scary time, that uncertainty for a lot of people. And that's when I said, I'm gonna design my dream life from scratch. And I'm, wow. I'm, every single day I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna write, I'm gonna travel, and I'm gonna meet people. And I know and I trust that the answer will come from there. And I documented the whole journey stuff every single day, not just my story, but the stories of the people that I was meeting. Because as you can imagine, I met mm-hmm. people from all over the world very different people, very different stories. And I sat with every, like thousands of hours clocked, um, just sitting with these people and and just asking like, what's your story? Let me hear what you have to say. And there's obviously a lot of insights from that trip that one key takeaway that I took from that trip that started my career and started me on my path of purpose was that every single person has a story to tell. Mm -hmm. And that story that they tell has the power to change their reality. Because it changed mine and I saw the way that it changed theirs or didn't change it because they would mm-hmm. just stick with the same old story. Mm-hmm. I took that insight and from that insight, I started my work helping people tell their story and the rest is is history from there. So that's wow. a bit of the short version. <laughs> oh my God. I'm excited to, when you're, for
0: when your book comes out already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is amazing so you literally went from like one one like paradigm essentially working at your corporate job and and checking all the boxes to saying basically screw this shit! i'm gonna just create and travel and and how were you scared like what was like
1: yeah i mean the thing is that it's really easy to when you look at it on the outside And now that it's in book form, now that it's an article five years later, you know, you're like, wow, that's amazing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's a really cool story, which is, again, what I help people also do is create, like, what's your story? Mine is around, like, saying, fuck this and Mm -hmm. creating it, going from this old, outdated 3D paradigm to being like, I'm actually the creator of my own reality. I'm going to create my own reality and one that I actually enjoy at that and Mm -hmm. that is fully aligned with who I am and who I'm meant to be. Um, It's really easy to talk about that. Um, But the thing is that in a moment, it was one of the most horrifying, terrifying, scariest, most doubt filled decisions of my life Mm -hmm. uh, to say, like, everything I've ever known, I'm about to turn my back on. What if, you know, people think I'm a loser? What if? I'm crazy, and everything I think I'm supposed to be doing. It's easy to say now, hindsight is twenty twenty, to be like that was the best decision I made in my life. But in that, in the moment, I was thinking to myself, I'm putting my whole career on the line for an inkling that I have, and I'm going to go travel. And what if I go, and something really bad happens to me, or I, I don't, you know, I lose all my money, and then I, I don't have anything, and I'm sleeping. I'm like in freaking Cambodia, like sleeping in the streets. Like I didn't know what would become of me. And I had a very loose plan, but definitely not a a, a tight, secure, nothing that, my plan was a loosely, like, these are the countries I want to go to, and here's, like, some people I'm going to reach out to. Um, So it's not like I was going totally blindsided. I had some sort of structure, but um, I didn't know what was going to happen, Steph. I was scared. I was really, really scared. And I I didn't know that I was going to launch a business. I had no idea that this would put me on my path of my purpose, um, and it wasn't at it wasn't like cool. I went on the trip, and then now I'm like on a path of purpose. It took yeah. a lot of grueling self discovering, self awareness, looking at the parts of me that I didn't like, looking at wounds that I've been just eating, fucking, and sleeping my way out of for the past, mm. you know, fifteen plus years, um, or actually my whole life because I was 25 when I left. Um, so yeah. It was the best decision of my life. And it's really important to remind people that that decision doesn't always come like in a sparkling unicorn and rainbows box. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can seem like the scariest thing you've ever done.
0: Yeah, I can relate in, in, in my own way. I remember when I used to live in New York City and I left everything and moved across the country with two suitcases, not knowing anyone. And to me, that was like the craziest thing I had done at that time. But it was like this sense of like curiosity of like, well, what else is there? Like you know, and, and trusting that everything would fall into place the way it's meant to once you take the leap. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it doesn't look pretty, it did not look pretty for me (laughs) for a hot minute.
1: (laughs) Not for me either.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I had to find my feet again and all that. But I mean, your your story is freaking so inspiring, and I love how you like tie in the well. What story do you want to tell? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, like uh, telling yourself a new story, like and and looking at the stories that are going on inside of you to shift that to support your outer story and what you're Mm -hmm. living.
1: Yeah. It's really interesting you touch on that stuff because my, you know, part of the work that I do with my clients, a lot of people come to me and they're saying, okay, Celine, I'm ready to change my story. Like here's a story that I'm putting on my about me page. Like let's change it. And they, they just want to like, Get in, get out, and be like, "Let me have like a really polished, cool story that I need to tell to the world." Um, and part of, you know, um, my my unique irresistible story framework that I teach my my clients through it. What you're saying, it's about well, what about the inner story? Because there's actually four steps to creating that irresistible story, which I can go into um, in the container of, of today's interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's you know it's unlock, embody design and amplify. And I'll go into these uh, deeper, but you know, it's important to understand that the first two unlock and embody is your inner story. Mm. And then the second two, the design and amplify is your outer story. So unlock is okay. The first question that I ask people, then they say, okay, I want to tell my story. I'm ready to tell my story is why are you not telling your story in the first place? Mm. And that's where most people don't want to look. It's underneath the hood of, well, there's actually a reason why you're not out there telling your story in full alignment to the world in a way that's resonating with your audience. And it has everything to do with your unresolved trauma, with the limiting beliefs that you keep telling yourself, Mm. with the subconscious patterns that you keep running on loop, your fears of what if my story is not worth telling? Uh, What if people are going to judge me? I do know what story I want to tell, but it's all over the place. Like, which parts do I pick? And- you just want to, like, a lot of people just want to skip ahead to three and four, which I'll explain in a moment, which is, okay, cool, now I have a shiny story. Let me put it out there <laughs> in the world. But they're not willing to do the work of why they're not sharing that story in the first place. Because mm-hmm. if you knew how to tell it, and even if I gave you, and this is part of three, um, I'll go through through it actually first, and, and then I'll, I'll make this point. But the first piece is what is keeping you from telling your story in the first place? And a lot of that is the inner story that you're telling yourself around mm-hmm. your worth, around your relationships, around your business, around money. There's the money story, the relationship story, the self-worth story. There's all these like jumbly little stories that you need to look at and, and actually look bring from the unconscious to the conscious first. The mm-hmm. second phase is embodiment, which is a lot of people do not embody their story. They tell a cool story, like cool story, bro, the classic Mm -hmm. bro marketing of like, here's my Lambos and here's how much money I make. And here's all the cool things that I've accomplished, which is pride-based identity Mm -hmm. um, and all like ego construction, but they're not actually embodying the true story. And the true story is why are you here? What's your bigger why? Why are you showing up and doing this in the first place? Mm -hmm. What is your vision? Um, Who do you want to serve? What transformation do you want to give the people that you serve? What are your values? And you know the, the why, the vision, and the values is the foundation for any story you will ever tell because it informs the story. Uh, the way that you present yourself to the world should, if you're in alignment, inform why you're here, your bigger purpose, who you're here to serve, how you serve them, and what are the core values that you dictate everything that you do. And that's mm-hmm. the part where people ask, how do I get really confident telling my story, Celine? Or like, I don't know. I don't feel good about it. It's because you're not embodying it. Because once you're like, this is who I am. This is yeah. what I do. This is what I stand for. This is who I serve. And it's in your body. Mm-hmm. That's confidence. That's energy. Yeah. That's you just getting your, your energy on lock. And now you, you have your inner story like fully formed and ready to be put out. And this is where we move into design, which is where a lot of people just focus on this. Which mm-hmm. is now that you know who you are and what you're afraid of, and you're confronting that, and you have your inner story, you're in the driver's seat of your inner story. Now you go and you design the story that you want to share with the public. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for you to say, What parts do I share about myself? What parts about my business am I talking about? What parts am I not talking about? And you can do it from an integrated, aligned place, as opposed to if you move into phase three without doing the work from phase one and phase two, what ends up happening is that you create a pride-based identity. Mm. So based on the shame that you felt in the past, the things you want to hide, oh, I don't want to talk about that. So let me over, I don't want to talk about how I grew up poor. So let me overcompensate by talking about the money that I make. Got it. I don't want to talk about how, uh, you know, I, my love life sucks. So let me overcompensate by talking about how what an overly independent and how I don't need no man, woman, I am. Mm-hmm. So basically the public story becomes this alter ego that you're creating to get validation from the public, which is really um, just you replaying your 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 attempt to get validation from your parents or whoever it was that didn't validate you when you were growing up. Um, so it just becomes this twisted, fake, Story that lacks Mm -hmm. substance as opposed to being like a wholesome, this is my story and I'm going to share it and and, and tell the world the truth and be vulnerable and Mm. talk about who I am, which is really what gets you your people. Yeah. You know what I
0: just thought of as you were saying that? I, um, you know, a lot of people have imposter syndrome. Yeah. And I bet that if they don't do those first two, that imposter syndrome is probably like compounded so much because like they're not fully embodied in it.
1: Yeah, like, exactly. Oh. So imposter syndrome, we got to go back to unlock. Why do you have it? Where does it come from? Where did it first start? And it actually releasing, um, you know, there's, a, there's some, when you work with me, at, at least, like I do, I include the body as well. It, it's mind, body, spirit, emotion. I love I that. I can't just do the mental part. Mm-hmm. You have to. There's embodiment. How do we go back to the root cause of what's causing that imposter syndrome, where you you first realize you weren't worthy, and we release that on a somatic level so that it's not basically um, influencing you on a subconscious and nervous system level. Mm-hmm. And then you go into embody, which is what's your imposter syndrome. What's bigger than your imposter syndrome? That bigger why? That bigger reason why you're here to serve? And you connect to that and you embody that. By then, the imposter syndrome is obliterated, so you can create a story not from imposter syndrome but rather like here is my experience here's how it can serve here's how it can guide you and only then do you move into four four which is amplify and now this is where we're looking at Public, you know, PR. Let's mm-hmm. get this on Forbes. Let's get this on podcasts. Let's get this out there in a bigger way. Um, only then are we looking at like, all right, let's let's blow up. Like, let's scale your marketing funnel. Let's scale your brand. Let's get into relationship building and, and you know collaborations and JVs and things like that. But unfortunately, uh, most people are just so hyper-focused on, let me create the story and put it out there in the world in a bigger way so that I can be famous, so I can make more money, so I can, um, more people can know about me. And they're missing that rock-solid foundation of, okay, but why do you want to do this in the first place and how is this serving your, um, your bigger mission? Mm-hmm. So there there's a process to this. And I just wanna say it, it's not I'm explaining it linearly, but as you know, it's very multidimensional. Yeah. And there's play, times when you're in, in phase three and you gotta go back to unlock. You're in phase four mm-hmm. and you're like, oh shit, I'm only I'm only trying to get into Forbes because I want people to think I'm worthy and then we gotta go back yeah. to unlock again. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. um there's two ways to tell a story. There's becoming. The best story you ever told oh, and shining that. that out into the world. That's my slogan. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's creating and, and, and creating a shell of a story based on how you want the world to perceive you mm-hmm. and suffering and not ever finding fulfilling because fulfillment, because you're always going to be, just be, uh, putting up this mask to the world and it's never actually going to be the truth of who you are. So there's definitely both paths can lead to fame, money, and fortune. Um, but one of them only one of them is going to give you fulfillment and, and it's going to get you closer to your life's purpose.
0: Wow. I love the breakdown. Thank you so much for sharing all those bits and pieces. I mean, I feel like I want to dive into some of them a little bit more. I might yeah. skip around, but um, something that stood out was in phase three, the, which what is phase three called again? Design. Design. The, the design phase I see a lot of people and I've definitely dealt with this on my journey. I'm not knowing like what parts of their story to share or like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, feeling like they say the same thing over and over again, or what have you, how do you help people, um, bring out the parts of their story that I guess are the most impactful or resonant with like what they're sharing and offering the world?
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I've had, you know, um, I've had people who already have, some of my clients have had a brand for years and, you know, they're, Multi seven eight figure nine figure whatever people, um, so it's not like they're not making money or struggling to get clients or anything like that because of their story, but rather um, they'll come to me being like, okay, I'm I'm bored of some parts of my story or I'm not really sure what's happening. Um, the story I used to tell just isn't landing anymore, mm-hmm. and that's because um, your story is a living and breathing thing. So in in phase three, um, you know when I first work with a client, yes, we come up with like a story that's on paper, but the thing that I warn them over and over again is that this piece of paper is not your story. Mm-hmm. This is just a really one-dimensional like representation for your, your conscious brain to latch onto, but the real story is living and breathing and it evolves as you evolve. Mm-hmm. I cannot I lot be telling That's the story I was telling three years ago today, because I'm not that person anymore. So, um, In terms of when people are saying, okay, well, I have so many parts that I need to tell. Mm-hmm. What parts of my story do I share? We go back to phase one and phase two, which is, okay, well, why are you sharing these parts and not, like, what are the parts that you feel like you want to share and you're not sharing? And it could be something around, well, I was in an abusive domestic relationship and I never talked about it, but I feel like now it's time to talk about it. Great. Why are you not talking about it? Well, phase one, unlock. Well, it's because I'm afraid of what my parents will say. I'm afraid of like that, that my audience will leave me or they'll, they'll judge me. So now we got to go back there and do the work there of like, all right, where did it come from? Like essentially answering these really tough questions, which is where does this come from? And what you're going to realize in that unlock phase is, holy shit, like the old me that is now, I'm evolving and old me is latching onto old identity me. So there's, a, there's like these little mini ego deaths that need to happen in this phase of like, this is how you used to operate. This is what you used to think and what you're afraid of, but that needs, that part needs to be healed and let go of for you to step into this new version of yourself, which is sharing about this because I'm using this arbitrary example just to mm-hmm. kind of give you, because most of your audience are women who are afraid to speak up. And so when they will hear that you were one of those women too, it's going to connect them to you so much more. But mm-hmm. first you have to do it when you're sharing different parts of your story, especially the tough and vulnerable parts. It comes in the design phase is that you can't just hire a copywriter to write this well for you. Mm-hmm. To to say, oh, like just write the story about my domestic abuse, um, you know, relationship, or my, or how I used to be really, you know, I grew up in this really abusive childhood, or how I grew up not having any money. Just write it for me in a way that sounds good. Um, mm-hmm. That's because the what's going to be missing is the energy, the unhealed energy. That you're bringing through that story is still going to come through. So we got to look at those pieces and then we got to see, okay, what's the bigger reason why you want to share these parts of your story. And then there's stuff that's going to come out there too, which is like the difference between, there's a difference between saying, oh, well, I want people to know how much I went through and what a tough life that I had so that they can relate more to me uh, when I talk about, you know, this product. Can you see what the problem is here?
0: Mm -hmm yeah it's more about yeah yeah
1: it's about me 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 how do i tell my story so that people can look at me and think this way Mm -hmm. it's a form of manipulation and that won't fly um rather than in the embodiment phase as being like well actually like i said i was hinting at before the woman that I teach, they're business women, and they really struggle with setting boundaries or um, they really, they, they really um, struggle with speaking up or their love life. I've noticed that my audience has, has a really broken love life or whatever it is. And I feel that when I share this part of myself, it can be a really powerful healing tool for them to see that, hey, you can make a lot of money or you can re- achieve these levels of success or you can build fulfilling business and still be working on the parts of you that need healing.
0: Mm -hmm. something
1: like that. And then when you come at it from that place, then we go back to three, which is design. And it's like, all right, now that you know why you're not telling these parts of your story. And now that you are embodying the bigger reason why you need to be talking about these parts of your story. Can you tell me client, what parts of your story actually belong in this narrative? And you will see that they will have gone from, you know, I have no idea what parts of my story to tell, like what's cooler, what sounds better, what resonates with my audience. And when you go through these two phases, you will see the magic that happens is they'll be like, oh yeah, I need to talk about this. This Mm. is what I need to talk about. I need to talk about this part of my childhood, but I don't need to include this part. But I do need to talk about this part because this is what my audience needs to to hear, not because I'm giving them what they need to hear, but because it's what I need to share and they need to receive. Mm. So it becomes more connecting the client to their intuition because I'm not here to say, Stephanie, based on what you're telling me, this is the story you need to tell for Mm -hmm. your business and your audience. Like what the fuck do I know? (laughs) What the fuck do I know about what your audience needs and what your Mm -hmm. life purpose is and what you need to be talking about and how you need, I'm not here to tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. I'm here to help you find the story that you need to be sharing because you know, that's the story you need to be sharing. Mm -hmm. So phase three is really about Just looking at what's the story you're telling the world? Where's the bullshit? Why is it bullshit? How do we release the bullshit from a really like subconscious body, like viscerally? How do we release this so it's not repeating itself in your life over and over again? Mm -hmm. And what is the story that you need to tell that takes you from being the hero to generally from being Luke Skywalker to genuinely being Yoda and being like, come on over grasshopper. I got something to share with you. And it's mm. no longer about you. So really the journey here is to make it to go from like, you're the hero of your own story, like great job, you're amazing. And to literally take you through the path of actually you're the guide and hear how your story is the vessel for the message that you are carrying and will be sharing in, in Amplify stage.
0: Mm. Oh my God. I love the way that you describe that. Like your story is the vessel. Yeah. That's so good. So what are some ways that you help people clear the things subconsciously, like to be able to move through these these processes, these stages?
1: Mm. Oh girl, I got a tool belt. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) I I have, uh, because when I was doing, you know, I started as a branding branding expert, like strategist and the more I was working in phase three and phase four, just helping people create their story, pump it out. So that's what you were doing before- before you know, the, you know my own evolution of, of of like understanding because I was like, oh, let me just tell you what your story, you know, the, what your story is like. Blab at me, vomit at me, I'll spit back like what your story is, and then we can just blow it up. And that's still what I do, except now uh, I can't really do that in integrity unless we've mm-hmm. we've at least touched on um, phase one and phase two because I'm unwilling to help uh, people share like. I mean, I'm going to just say this up front. I'm unwilling to let narcissists and people who are like just trying to manipulate the public and mm-hmm. to, to get their own means. Uh, that's not a client that I work with. Yeah. You know, everybody that I work with is people who generally are, you know, they want to connect to their purpose. They want to share their message out in a bigger way, in a way that will change other people's lives. Mm-hmm. So that that's a bit about, you know, the, the ideal audience. And so, um, in terms of how do I work with people, especially in phase one and phase two? Well, um, I have over a thousand hours of practitioner training in breath work, uh, wow. hypnotherapy, neuro linguistic programming. So I'm very, at this point, I'm very well versed in, in the um, subconscious mind. Nice. So there's, I have a lot of techniques in my tool belt. But the idea of it is that when you're looking, when we're talking about like subconscious blocks, right? And a lot of people, we throw those, that word around um, a lot. Some people throw it out around without actually understanding it. Well, it's about, we have certain beliefs certain patterns, certain stories that we are just running on autopilot that we just assume to be true based on the way that we were programmed as children. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'll give you an example, which is uh, a belief could be, a limiting belief is um, all men are, most men are emotionally unavailable or, you know, I I only attract emotionally unavailable men. Mm -hmm. That could be a love life one. A money one could be that, um, I can only make this amount of money. I can only make a million dollars and then I can't get past that threshold ever. Um, And so we have all these limiting beliefs that we carry with us and we will continue to carry because they were programmed in us when we were children. And the reason why subconscious beliefs stick in our bodies is because there was an emotion. There was a time when you were a child and something happened to you. And and just to be clear, we have childhood and adult traumas. I'm specifically Mm -hmm. referring to the tough, the ones that are tougher to pull out because they were formed before you were aware of what was going on. So for example, you know, there was a time when you went to school as a five-year-old and you uh, showed up with like your really weird little lunchbox and your smelly lunch. And the bully at school pushed you over and a bunch of kids we uh, were in a circle and they made fun of you, and you cried because of your lunchbox being too weird. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, you had a situation happen that as a five year old, you could not process. And y- you were like, oh my God, this is, this is, there's shame happening, and I'm being made fun of, and I'm, and there's all these emotions coming at me, and, and I don't have the space to process it because you're five years old. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, being flooded by that emotion and not understanding why, you created a belief of, I need to hide myself because I'm too weird Mm. or like my weirdness is not accepted Yeah, is the belief that that five-year-old carried Um, because nobody was there. Maybe nobody was around to facilitate it, to be like, Hey, that's not actually what happened. So they came home from school, never talked about it with their parents. Again, there's a belief. And now because that emotion is stuck there in your subconscious, because the subconscious knows no time you are going to be from that time, you're going to be consistently looking for other situations to resolve that emotion. So what we're doing is we're attracting situations of that prove to us that I'm like not accepted because I'm weird because Mm -hmm. your body is looking to release the shame and the sadness and the fears that you felt in that moment when it got stuck as a five-year-old, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So now you're walking around and you're six years old and now you're like, oh, I need, I can't, I need to hide myself because uh, I'm too weird and, and I don't want kids making fun of me again. So now you don't take your like little weird little lunchbox that you're in love with. You stop bringing it to school and then you start you know, conforming and doing what everyone else is doing. And so you basically lose a piece of yourself and your identity and you betray yourself. And all of a sudden, even though you're secretly weird inside, you go about life just conforming to everything around you and doing what you think other people need to do and being a people pleaser because uh, you don't want to be made fun of in the mm-hmm. playground anymore. So it's such a silly example, and we have thousands of these that we're running that takes a lifetime to unpack, but based on these things, then we have this belief that I'm too weird, so I can't tell the true story of who I am. Mm. I can't reveal my quirks. I need to come up with like a cookie cutter. I need to copy what other people who are making money are doing or other people who have the levels of success that I want are doing Mm -hmm. because they're normal and they're accepted, so I need to have a story like their story instead of being my weird ass, quirky, bringing that weird ass lunchbox to the playground <laughs> and, and being an innovator self. So one, one of the things that we would do is like, okay, I have imposter syndrome. Um, okay. What's happening? Why, 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 why? And through a series of NLP um, techniques and questioning, you get to the, the root of like, well, I think I'm weird. And then we ask, okay. What about your weirdness? Where are you hiding this? And this is where I would bring in, say, hypnotherapy Mm -hmm. or breathwork and be like, all right, where does this come from? And then we find that moment in the playground when you were five years old, we relive it, we release the emotion around it using breathwork, hypnotherapy, a series of techniques. And then finally, you release that emotion once and for all, and your subconscious stops looking for more situations to replay around you being weird and being punished for it. And all of a sudden you feel so good and you're like, oh, wow, I feel great. I don't know what happened. And you just stop having the subconscious craving, this need to keep looking for situations that make you come as off as the weird person and getting punished for it. Mm-hmm. That's a, that was a really simple example. Um, stuff. So I simplified it because obviously yes. there's chronic things like, you know, if you're growing up with parents for years and years to, and years, but um these are some of the things that we unpack and it can be done quite quickly when it's like single point traumas like this, it can be released quite quickly. And you could have been struggling with years and years and years of not showing people your weirdness. And then we do like one of these sessions and then boom, you come off and you're like, I don't feel the need to do this anymore. Yeah. (laughs) That's
0: the power of NLP. I love that you infuse NLP and and hypnosis and stuff into this work because like, it's, it's like one of the most powerful transformational tools out there
1: yeah, absolutely. It's understanding because you're subconscious you know one of the things that Carl Young says um, and he's like the father of shadow work and, and and he does so much work on the subconscious is that um, un- until you make the unconscious conscious, the unconscious will rule your life and you will call it fate. Mm. And it's one of my favorite quotes because until you look at these things, they will keep controlling you. They will keep controlling the decisions that you make around your business, which programs you run, who you hire, who you pick as your life partner, um, and you're going to think it's fate that you got stuck with a team that doesn't support you, or you got stuck with a business that isn't you making you the money you want, or that you got stuck with somebody who treats you like shit. But actually, you perpetuated this for yourself through the mm-hmm. subconscious decisions that you basically allow to happen by not making doing the work and and practicing the self-awareness to make that conscious because when you make it conscious, then you can reprogram it and rewrite that story.
0: Yeah. And then it's easier for you to embody like everything that you're teaching and preaching and sharing.
1: Yeah. Fully, yeah it's really hard for you to get into the space of when you know that, you know, that space, I know that space, like that zone of genius space of like, Oh my God, I'm meant to be doing this. Mm-hmm. It's, and I want to serve. And I generally want to serve. Like, I generally want to share my knowledge and expertise with other people. Cause I know that they will benefit from it. And this is so important to me. This is much bigger than me. This is much bigger than this human shell. You know that feeling. How can you be connected to that feeling? Like some people experience it, never. Some people experience it every once in a while. If you want to experience it more frequently, because we're all going to have moments of shadow where we lapse into like, oh, fuck, I'm not worthy. That moment can last five minutes. or It can last 10 years. It's up to you. Because how can you be in that moment of being in the zone and really being connected to yourself and, and your your self-worth and who you are and that we call it flow that zone of genius the, the mm-hmm. flow the flow state how could you be in that flow state you cannot be when you're like having imposter syndrome when you're doubting mm-hmm. yourself when you're feeling afraid of what people will say about you that those fears that dark matter is gonna clog your ability to be in flow mm-hmm. so the faster and, to be present. and yeah exactly the faster you can be aware of like here's a shadow that's coming up, or here's an insecurity that's coming up for me. It's part of my story and I'm working through it. Let me, you know, insert practices like breathwork, hypnotherapy, meditation, movements to actually move this energy through me as fast as I can, the faster you can get back into presence and flow. Mm -hmm. You're always going to relapse because that's part of the human existence. It's like, doesn't matter how freaking, you know, unless, until you reach the the realms of Buddha and Jesus, like you're going to absolutely have the moments of, God, I'm such a piece of shit. Or like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. But that could last literally a minute, like 60 seconds of you being like, hey, that's my ego. And I have a story, an old story that I'm rewriting around me not being as smart as other people. So I see you story. I know what you're doing. And let me just breathe you out real quick. Or let me like dance you out real quick. And then let me get right back into my flow. Or it can be like you beating yourself up for the next three days about that one thing you said in a live that was awkward or whatever.
0: Mm. It's up to you. Yeah, it really is. And it's cool that it could be so easy to make these shifts and changes and, and really um, stand in your power to share your message and your story in a much bigger way.
1: Yeah. And I want to you know, highlight that when we're talking about especially phase one and phase two I know it's a bit intimidating for some people because they're like, oh my God, but all I want to do is like tell my story right now and <laughs> get on Forbes and get on podcasts or like grow my business or have more people know about me. Um, but now I have to do all this stuff, roll insert eye <laughs> roll, right? Um, and what I want to share is that, well, yes, you do, but that's what makes that you're, you're fighting. It's not fighting for it, but what you're pulling in is is fulfillment mm-hmm. and your soul's purpose. Um, and it's, it's not like a thing where you have to be in two years of therapy for you mm-hmm. to like unlock all your traumas or whatever before you can finally, you know, launch that program or be yeah. featured in that. And that. it's not like that. That's not what I mean. And it's
0: also so, not like you have to wait till, to share your
1: story before, no. like, like you could start sharing now and still do the work in the process. Yeah. You can share your story and be in the work. And ironically, people really feel that and they resonate that with the, with the most because that's true Is being like, I'm in the story. And I'm sharing the story and I'm working through these parts of myself and knowing that when you have the right techniques, like, you know, NLP, uh, hypnotherapy techniques, meditation techniques, breathwork techniques, when you have the right tools in your toolbox, you can move through some of these things so fast. Like even Mm -hmm. the the playground example, you could have like, you know, using that example that could have tripped you up for years, literally for years you could be hiding your weirdness and your quirkiness with the world. And in like one session, you can release that, or even in half a session, depending on, on, on you know, how you operate, you can release that, like years and years and years worth of holding you back. Like in one moment, everything can change. In the moment of being like, oh my God, I'm aware that I'm doing this to myself and that my imposter syndrome comes from this place and I'm not willing to do this anymore. I'm ready to change that. In one moment, everything can change. And yes, it could take months or years or whatever for you to fully flush it out of your system, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter because the moment you realize that here's the ways that I'm holding myself back and I'm not sharing my stories, here's what I'm afraid of. And I'm willing to change that. The moment you make that decision is when your story gets back into alignment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the way that you explain that. You're like, I, I love how you have like your, the whole breakdown of your process too. How are you helping? Like, do you work with people one-on-one? Do you have like a program? Like, How can people um, learn more about like what you're offering and how to get their stories in alignment and all of the
1: things. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I work with clients, uh, one-on-one helping them take, go through this whole, you know, unlock, as you can imagine, depending on what goals that you want to be, you know, creating, um, this does take a lot of one-on-one, um, facilitation and work. So for the, you know, the entrepreneurs who are like, okay, I'm ready to really work on my story and get out there in a powerful way. I mean, this, this kind of work is for people who want to build a business that's completely in alignment with their life's purpose. Mm-hmm. And not only that, they want to build a business and share it with the world in a way that changes people's lives. This is who this is for in a, in a way that is gonna change people's lives and create a legacy for you in the future so that everything that you do moving forward is in alignment and is gonna change a lot of people's lives. So I do that one-on-one. I also have a group program, it's called Master Your Story. I run it um, every couple of months. So I run it two to three times a year at the time of this recording, the next round is coming up in June. But what I would do is definitely go on my website, sign up for the waitlist, so you can be first notified. Master your story, and I also have a course that I'm going to be launching at the time of this recording this summer, um, which is School of Story, which is more um, you know self study. Okay. So um, to. You know, to learn about all of that, I can I can share where they can find me as well. Yeah. Um, but those are the three ways that I work with people because I want to make sure that this kind of work is accessible in the private one on one level. Mm-hmm. It's accessible in the group container, and it's accessible in the you giving it a stab and 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 doing this on your own as well.
0: Yeah. I love that you have those different options too. I mean, it's it's they're all different, yet you're getting into the meat of like what it takes to share your story. It's so powerful.
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. truly, truly believe that every single person, like you're listening to this, you have a story to tell. You have a story to tell. And when you learn how to tell that story using this framework, what you're going to realize is that you're going to get closer to your life's purpose. You're going to change a lot of people's lives and you're going to heal yourself along the way and find a lot of fulfillment just from being you and sharing who you are. And that's the best thing of all. We literally get to just be ourselves and get paid to be us and helping other Mm -hmm. people. (laughs) Yeah, it's possible. And that's part of what you do when you tap into your story. And like I said before, you become, not just tell the best story, but become the best story that you ever told.
0: Yes. I love, love, love that. So thank you so much, Celine, for sharing all of this. This is freaking amazing. Um, Where can people find you and connect with you? Like what's the best way? And I'll also put this in the show notes too.
1: Of course. Um, so I made it very easy for you to find me. The one thing you have to know though, is how to spell my name correctly, because that's how people don't find me. Um, so my name is spelled C-E-L-I-N-N-E-D-A-C-O-S-T-A. That's one L and two N's. My mom got creative. What can I say? Um, but you can find me, my website, selinacosta.com. If you'd like to learn about coaching privately with me or joining one of my group programs, you can find all the information on selinacosta.com. I also invite that you come and join me. And if you want, if you're wondering, okay, how does this whole story thing look like? How does it actually play out? The best place for you to see how it plays out is by joining my email list, as well as going on my Instagram at Selena Costa, where I'm posting stories every day. And I'm showing you, um, you know, a bit about telling you a bit about my life story and how it's done and sharing helpful tips on how you can apply this framework into your life. So absolutely, definitely go there. Um, any other social channels, um, Facebook, I almost called it the Facebook, but you know, whatever, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you can find me everywhere on Celine, uh, Costa. And also if, you know, for your listeners, Stephanie, I'd love to offer, I have a free guide that I love to offer them, nice. um, which is called three secrets to creating a magnetic brand story. So if you're listening to this and you're like, Oh boy, I got to get started on this. I really need to make some moves on, you know, creating that story, that authentic aligned story, then make sure you download this guide and you do the exercises outlined in this guide so that you can get started on this path. Absolutely for free. So those are a few ways that you can find me and a few ways that can already start supporting you with your journey. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's so many goodies. I'm going to make sure I put all of those
0: show notes, all of those links in the show notes. So Mm -hmm. for everyone listening, make sure you check out the show notes so that you know where to connect with Celine and jump into her free guide and all the things. Um, And yeah, this was amazing. Thank you so much again, Celine. This was so awesome. I'm so excited for everyone that has the opportunity to dive into everything that you're sharing.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. I hope I gave some magic
0: Okay.